You're listening to First Basel. Welcome to First Basel, a show where we learn together how to take that first basel toward becoming the best versions of ourselves. My name is Candice Olushala, and today's special guest is someone I met on Clubhouse. I feel like you're going to hear me say this a lot because there's a lot of people I'm meeting through Clubhouse, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but I went into one of her rooms and it was so vibrant, so open, honest, raw content. And I loved her testimony and just who she was showing herself to be. And so I was like, yo, I need her on my show. So I think you guys will like her a lot. So please, without further ado, welcome Alexis Draper. Girl, what is up? What's up, girl? Yes, yes. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for this opportunity um, to just talk, share, love, light and pray that someone um will be blessed yes thank you so much for for coming on the show so where where are you based detroit michigan um, oh 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 she's in d-town y'all okay okay yes nice have you been there your whole life yes i have okay Um, i went to school in ohio so i was in ohio for a little bit but that's not too far from michigan so that really don't count (laughs) Um, but but yeah i've been here all of my life um and yeah michigan is my place and i love it i would love to move eventually if i do get to move anywhere out of state but for now this is where the lord has me and i'm just doing work here nice nice wonderful so how has it been up there with like COVID stuff? Have are you guys? Oh Lord! Oh um, oh! Whole different world. Yeah um, yeah. You know, COVID has been interesting, um, but I'm 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 grateful ab- above it all. Like really really grateful. It's been a lot of cases in Michigan. Michigan is pretty um, high numbers um, with cases. I just seen today that you know somebody posted about how we had three thousand cases between the past two days. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. so Michigan is pretty high, um, for it, but I'm grateful that the Lord has been keeping my family and us safe, which has been really good. Good. Um, my dad was sick a couple of weeks ago and I was serving and taking care of him, but I'm just so grateful. Um, cause it's hard going out to the grocery store, going to different places that really, it has to be God covering and protecting because literally we don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm truly grateful that I'm still here, still alive. Yes. There to live and to declare the works of the Lord. Okay. Like that is the blessing. We yes. are here. Yes. This is the first peso right now. Just being here alive in 2020 is a peso being made by Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. Literally for real though. Like those of us that can say we we literally physically mentally emotionally spiritually survived this last year we better count our blessings because some people did not get to see the end of 2020 at all so just thankful to be here for real um and just do do what we're called to do you know um and figure out what that is and what that looks like so yeah absolutely so why don't you 
tell us a little bit more about yourself. So, um, I am a communications major. I guess that's where I kind of start with, um, because everything has kind of changed since then. Um, but I love media. Um, I love, um, communications research. Um, definitely love the research, like how, and I think that's kind of where I'm shifting to now where God is leading me now is just how, um, media affects our minds. So media psychology is what I'm really kind of interested in now. So I love studying, studying media effects. Um, and it started, yes, it started with, um, studying rap music and, um, how, um, um, African-American women are affected by rap music. And I started researching that and wrote papers on that, um, in undergrad. And that was even a first step because, um, some of my counterparts, um, were not African-American and they did not agree with me writing papers on that. I didn't think I was going to have enough content or didn't think it was a worthy enough topic. Um, and I'm grateful that as I stuck to it, as I continued to like, know, like this is a real thing and it's an issue. Um, and as I continue to see the different, um, sexual health risks or the sexual attitudes that youth would have all based off listening to rap music, that's a whole nother mm. thing, but that's something I'm interested in. I love I don't know if you ever gotten to see social dilemma on Netflix, which is really awesome. That uh, is on my, that is on my bucket list. I need to watch this. this. I need to watch, watch this. Yes, I love it. It's all it's all everything that I love about how social media affects how we think, how we behave, how we act. Um, but so that's something I'm really interested in. Um, ministry and Jesus is another thing that I just truly love. That's a big passion yeah. of mine. I love people. I love souls. I love helping. I love serving. Um Truly, in any way, whether that's sharing, whether that's going to somebody's house and checking on them and seeing that they were okay. Like I did that today, earlier today, you know, um, because a lot of people are grieving. And people need you to just, hey, stop on by, knock at the house, um, even when they're not expecting it. And just showing love. I I love to show love Mm. and compassion to people in any way possible, any way that the Lord drops it on my mind or my spirit to do. Um, I love to do that. I, I'm, I have an awesome sister. Um, that's something about me. We're really close. I'm really close with my family. Um, we've had our ups and downs and the Lord has restored us in many areas. Mm. Um, it has not always been great. If Mercy. I'm honest, yep. it has not always been great. The Lord has done an amazing work in our family. Mm. And I praise him for that because there's been a lot of brokenness, a lot of breaches um, Mm. that have been broken and God has done an amazing work and I praise him for that. Um, But yes, I serve, I I teach um, at my church, I I teach with our youth, I I serve in any way possible. I'm on the media staff because I love media, but that's just um, a little bit about me. There's so many different things, but I would say Jesus, media, and ministry are the the main three. Yes, I love that. Nice, wonderful introduction of self. I support all of that. Um, And I'm very excited to hear what you've chosen to be your first Basel story. So why don't you unpack us? Like, where did it start? What was going on? Set up the scene for us. Well, it was hard to pick a first Basel story. Um, There's so many things that I could talk about that the Lord has done and helped me to make those first steps with, um, I have a couple and they kind of all go 
into each other, which is awesome. So um, my first paso would truly be um, my healing journey. Mm. Uh, and my mom um, has a, um, a medical condition um, and it is a mental health condition. Mm. And um, I guess my first paso would honestly be um, with it was fear. I was wow. very scared. It started when I was 13. Mm. Um, I'm 26 now. Um, so at 13, you're not um, ready for that. Not at all. Um, I used to sleep in our little coat closet because I was so scared. Wow. And not in my room. So my first pasta was actually fear. Um, and it made me scared to come to know Jesus. It made me scared to um, want to receive the Holy Ghost and to know what the Lord was about. It, I, didn't, I didn't want that. Um, and so growing up as that being my um, narrative has been very interesting. And everything coming out of that. So you have the, um, my mom has been in different mental institutions and that has been heartbreaking to see your mom um, that you can't go home with um, in a mental institution has been heartbreaking. Um, and then when people are in their spasms or episodes, they do a lot of hurtful things. And imagine being 13, not being able to distinguish from who your mom is and, um, what's controlling her. Wow. It's very hard because you think it's all your mom. You don't understand that all the hurtful things that she's saying and doing is not her. So growing up, believing that this is my mom, you can imagine the brokenness, the hatred in my heart, the bitterness, um, all of these different things that were just festering for years and getting to where I am now. I had a friend, um, who let me know, like, Alexis, I think you guys need counseling. And we know that that's a big first paso in the black community mm -hmm. to actually acknowledge that, that we don't want to acknowledge. And I knew I needed counseling, but I was definitely scared. Um, I remember begging my mom to go and it was a horrible, horrible experience. She mm. went off. She was like, you're the one that's crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not going. And that hurt me. So it, it, it hindered it even more. But I would say, huh, as we got to that, it's just like it was pressing. Like I kept knowing, Alexis, there's something wrong. You need to go. There's a lot of stuff you got to unpack. Mm. And so finally went to counseling. We went as a family for a period of time. And that was a blessing. Um, and that brought out a lot of different things that needed to be touched on. A lot of different things that were shoved up under the rug. A lot of different things. A lot of dysfunction. Um, a lot of things that was not talked about that we needed to address. And it really, I would say, one of the things that it, it was really a paradigm shift for me because I had to unlearn everything that I believed to be true. Wow. Everything it was a, it was a shock. I'm like God. No, I believed all of these years that my mom was this hateful, nasty, evil person, mm. and now you mean to tell me I come to a counseling session and this lady is telling me that she was operating that that that, that it wasn't her. How do you want me to believe that? Mm. Because yeah. now that means everything that I believed, everything that I built, um, um, was was a lie. 
uh, so sometimes we make these, um, how can I put it? We build our own conclusions or we draw our own um, assumptions that will make us feel better about a situation. Mm. But when we really get to the point to realize that it was all a lie, it's hard to unravel that. It's hard for God to really bring truth into that matter to be like, that was all a lie. I need you to tear all of that down. That is not the foundation I wanted you to be building on. And it was very hard. So that was a, a big, big step for me. And then moving into now, because it's going to lead into another first pasta, which is ministry and all of these different things. But as now, so last year, um, I started going, I knew something was wrong. Um, I just needed to go back to individual. I needed to do individual counseling. Um, it was, my mind was all over the place. Um, my mom um, had went back into um, the mental institution again. Um, so I had another episode and all I could do was um, really just come in my room and I was having a panic attack. Mm. Um, I couldn't read my word. I, I, I couldn't pray. Um, all I could do was just curl up in a little ball and cry mm -hmm. um, because it was so overwhelming at that point. Mm. Uh, and that, I'm like, I really need help. Yeah. Um, and so reaching out to my counselor, who was awesome, who was amazing, who was wonderful. We set up. Um, so I have my appointments twice a week. And that has been a big step for me and my growth to where I am now. Mm. And it's amazing because. Um, I was a kid. So all of these things are going to, like I said, they're all going to lead into each other. Um, but like I mentioned, I was a communications major. Um, a little bit last year, my counselor asked me to start working with her. Um, yes, which is amazing. Because wow. uh, remember, media psychology, I, I've had the media background, I've had the media piece. But God's been like adding and like adding the psychology background. And it's amazing how it's come through my counselor. Um, she asked me to start working with her. And I was still in my, my I started my graduate program in communications, but I felt um, a big shift. I, I wasn't interested in it anymore. It's like, it just, it was like, I, it was shocking. Like one day I was like, I hated doing the papers. I hated doing the research. I hated what I once loved. And I'm like, God, where is this coming from? And I remember having my counseling session, talking to her, and I'm just like, I don't know why I feel like I don't have a love for this anymore. Like, I feel like God's changing. Like, my my passion has always been for communications, like, always. Even in high school, it's been news and broadcasting. It's, it's music videos. It's been everything media. And now God was just changing and shifting. And she was like, Alexis, God will make it clear to you. He'll make it clear. That next two weeks, the Lord had truly made it clear that he had called me into clinical mental health counseling, which mm. is amazing because it was hard because one, that's what my mom struggled with. Wow. And now you want me to be in this field. And now you're also calling me to talk more about it. Um, it has been a mind blowing journey because I never would have thought that the same thing that tormented me that, um, that I didn't understand that mm. that I would come in my room and cry nights and nights and nights. It'll be the same thing that you want me to go into. My Lord. Yeah. How? How? The same thing that broke my heart for years. How do you want me to talk about this? How do you want me to study this? Mm. Uh, 
but I'm grateful for the first steps to be able to be obedient. Yes. To, at the end of last year, I uh, I left my master's program in communications. Mm. Wow. <laughs> my graduate program that I was so excited about to be in, and I left it in December. Um, so I'm still on the journey to make the first steps into researching um, the psychology program that the Lord wants me to be in and uh, and just yielding to that. So that's a new first step um, that I'll be making soon and that I'm a little bit scared to make, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, very scared to make because it's so dear to my heart uh, because I know what I've seen. I know what I've experienced. And. Um, but it all leads back to um, the Lord wanting me to do ministry um, in that area um, as well. So um, it's just, it's each first step has led to the other. Mm-hmm. And as you constantly take that first one and you're obedient with the first one, it's like the Lord will continue to order your steps. Yeah. Um, even though it may not. You may not understand it. I didn't understand why I grew up and my mom wasn't normal. Um, why I begged God for her to be normal and how I desired to have that deep relationship with my mom, um, but could not because of um, her mental um, capacity. Um, but watching that now be the catalyst for where I am now, um, it's it's just a blessing because the Lord has brought me through it all. Yes. With the story to tell him, with, to have still joy mm-hmm. in my heart, to be able to tell, to still have a heart with love. Um, because when you go through so many negative things and hurtful things, you can kind of develop a, a hatred or a, like, like a, become an evil villain. Honestly, I love superheroes. I'm corny like that. I love superheroes. <laughs> uh I would compare it to that to really some, we always see like these evil villains in the superheroes, but we never see what made them that way. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it's been a lot of bad things that they've had to undergo that kind of turned their hearts. And I'm grateful that, um, the situation did not turn my heart mm. to be dark, yeah. to be negative, to be closed off to, um, and it's nothing but God's grace that's done it. Cause I've had my moments to where I've gotten angry and to where I did not understand or been so hurt and wanted to retaliate. Mm. Wow. So I'm grateful for the grace of God that each and every time has brought me to my knees to be like, no, you're going to pray that. Oh, the conviction of the Holy ghost is so real. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And it's all taught me just truly how to love how to love, how to love beyond what I ever imagined. I never mm-hmm. imagined I could love like this in my life. I never mm-hmm. imagined that my love could go beyond. And especially when the person, um, you have not had that love growing up from them, but now you have to extend that same love that you always desired from them. Now you have to give it to them. It hurts because it's like, I always desired to want to be loved this way by you. You're mm-hmm. my parent. I want it to be loved by you in this way. Uh, but I was not, but now I have to extend that to you. I don't have it in me to do, mm-hmm. but God who is rich in mercy, who yes. gives us the strength 
to do exceedingly and abundantly. That's not just about finances and, and all of these different things and materialistic things. No, it's about exceedingly abundantly above whatever you could ever ask or think. I've given you that love to be able to agape love. Yes. That love. Oh, Christ, to compassion, to be on that cross, that, that love in action. Um, you know, so my, my first steps kind of all go together. Um, like I've been saying, but I'm even, even to, to where it is in, in ministry now, um, and how it's all played a big part into what I'm doing now. Um, I was able to host a, a, a group with some young ladies, um, from my church, um, online, and it was just amazing how all of them opened up about depression. And their young girls um, opened up, a young lady opened up about how she tried to pop pills and end her life. And the tears that began to flow. I mean, it was beautiful. But everything that I've watched growing up set the stage to be able to minister in that way. So if I could change anything as hurtful as it's all been, I wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. Every single thing, every single scar, each and every tear, it's made me the warrior that I am. Yes. It's expanded my prayer life. Yes. It's expanded my knowledge of God's word. Yes. Uh, it's made me who I am in him. And so, no, I wouldn't change it. I have a deeper... Um, appreciation for the Lord and what he's done for me and how much grace he has extended to me. I have a deeper appreciation, a deeper love, a deeper gratefulness for all that he's done for me. So no, I wouldn't change it. No, nothing that I've seen, nothing that I've experienced, I wouldn't change. I'm, I'm grateful. I know it's sometimes I talk about it. Um, as more so the hurtful side, but there's been a lot of joy. Mm. There's been a lot of joy yeah. as well. Mm. There has been. And so I wouldn't change any of it, you know. Um, and I'll say this and I'll, I'll um, if there's anything else, I, I don't want to be too long, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, girl. Um as my mom is on um, different um, medications now, um, even still being at home, um, wanting to move out, wanting to be out, like I'm still at home, but the Lord has me here for a reason, mm. even being grateful with that. So there's been times to where with my mom's medication um, that I've had to help her with little things, um, just with her body just dwindling, and that's hard to watch. Um, so been helping her brush her teeth or um, little things, every little thing that you can think of, like putting on clothes, um, getting her ready, but putting on her tights yeah. for Sunday service. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Lord has truly um, allowed me to be humble. Yes. Uh, humility. The Lord has refined my character. Mm. Not to ever be haughty, not to be prideful, yes. to be humble, to really serve. It's not just about serving in church. I need you to serve in your home, mm. serve with love in your home. So each and everything that my mom is not able to do, I feel like, you know, sometimes I have to take on those responsibilities as well. So um, whether that's been cooking or cleaning the bathrooms or doing, taking on the housely 
responsibilities, but it's teaching me. Mm. It's teaching me. So I, I have no complaints. Um, there's even been joy in those moments to where um, I remember one day, and even watching the power of God move. I remember one day being downstairs on my face praying, and the Lord was telling me I need you to get up. I'm like, get up. God, I'm talking to you. I'm praying. Like, what you mean get up? <laughs> get up. And he wanted me to get my mom up out the bed. And I'm like, no, like with my mom's medication, it makes you sleep a lot. Um, so sometimes it feels like I don't have my mom either way um, before the spasms or even now because she she sleeps a lot. Um, but letting me know to get her up and I, I felt so bad. I'm like, no, God, like I know my mom's condition. Like I don't want to get her up. And the Lord was just letting me know, like in different seasons, I deal with my people differently. So in this season, I may need to convict. In this season, I may need to comfort more. In this season, I may need to push you more. In this season, just he was just showing me how he just um, does, uh, just leads and guides his people um, because it says that he'll just, um, um, he'll perfect that work um, concerning us so that we can be made perfect and, and be able to do his work and to be able to, um, it's, it's a description. I'm thinking it's in Philippians. I think that's what I'm looking for. If I get to find it, that would be great. But if I don't, that's okay too. But it's a, um, it's a scripture that talks about that. Um, and it's, uh, it's amazing about how each and everything that we do, he's trying to perfect it concerning us. And so he may have to deal with us differently. And so I got my mom up and, um, she was doing some things around the house and then the Lord um, gave me a word from my mom. It was it was a beautiful transaction. It was a beautiful exchange. I just I just felt the Holy Ghost like it was the Lord was talking, speaking to her. It was tears flowing from my eyes, tears flowing from my mom's. And then the Lord led me to get um, the anointing oil and to pray and lay hands on her. Mm. Um, and it was an amazing move of God. It was an amazing move of God. Mm. I haven't seen my mom worship God like that in a while. It was beautiful mm. to see, but all um, the Lord just let me get up. That was even a first step. Because mm. it was hard for me. I came to my room crying like, God, I feel like the bad person. I feel like the bad guy. I don't want to, I know her, I know her condition, like trying to be more passive and more lenient. And the Lord was like, this ain't the time for that. I still have a work for her to do. I still need to use her. So I need you to be that instrument. It's almost like how um, the Lord is our shepherd and how, you know, the shepherd, you know, um, in the Old Testament, they would have that rod and that staff to rear the sheep and to guide the sheep um, when they will go astray. I need you to be guiding and leading. I need to use your voice. I need you to get up. I need you to hear from me. Um, so even that has been beautiful and humbling. Because you don't want to never come off as condescending because this is still my mom. Um, but God, I know you got a word for her. And so I got to use wisdom and humility on how the Lord brings forth that word um, because the state that she's in. So um, I'm grateful. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a grateful. I'm a grateful girl. Um, I'm a grateful girl. Uh, all, all I can say is that God has done a. Uh, a mighty work, um, a mighty work. I, I can't even begin 
to explain the transformation that has taken place in myself, but also in my family. Yes, girl. Oof. Ooh, that's so that's the thing. And it's crazy because, you know, you and I, we we love the Lord a lot. And I feel like it's it's challenging trying to explain this to someone who doesn't know the Lord, like how how good he is at yeah. taking what hurt you. Oh, bad. And then while you're actually like trying to push it away or run away from it or block it out, he's the whole time setting you up to come back and be almost like almost like a Moses for those situations yes. in ways that you don't think about. Like you're you weren't you didn't see it coming, right? Like right. it's like this place in my life was detrimental. In every way possible. And I, Lord, I don't need, I don't, I don't know if I can like wrap my head around the idea of trans, like having my mind renewed and transformed to receive this in a different light. Like, that's a lot. That's a big load to put down, but there's something about how God speaks to us in those moments and reminds us that who he is as a redeemer and someone who sees people at their heart level, like he, he's able to pierce through all that we see outwardly and get straight to the heart of the person and be like, if you can see what I could see and you trust me enough that my vision is 2020, Trust me, I can, I got you. Just yes. let, let me be your eyes yes. for a bit, you know, let me, let me do that. And it's, it's really hard when it's your parents. There's something about having, you have someone who you didn't choose, right, to have in your life. And so you're expecting something from them. And when you don't feel like you're getting it from them, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're annoyed, you don't understand, you have questions, you, you want to do everything to, like you said, kind of justify your negative emotions towards this situation that you didn't pick. Like, I didn't pick the parent. This is just, the parent has a job, and I don't feel the parent's doing their job. I'm being directly affected by it and now I'm upset and when when God flips it on its head and you start to get older and somehow God can get you to humble yourself in your resentment to see your parent Like you would see anyone else. Like, let me, you know, you want to empathize. It's like, how do you empathize with the person that hurts you, though? How do you empathize with the person that's destroyed your spirit? And there's something so freeing about being able to do so. But the level of strength that it takes to drop that resentment, for me, has only come from God. Right? Like, 
like I don't think anything else could have gotten me to drop it and and you know even like with my relationship with my my parents like you know love them dearly and yet have had I think a lot I mean a lot of us do we've had moments where we're like what is this what are they doing right (laughs) you're just like hey oh can you get yourself together so I'm not affected by that you know and it's somehow when you get to that space where God can go okay now I need you to drop that with me and then look at that person yes that person who raised you yes that person who wasn't perfect yes that person who had their own issues like you have issues I've worked with you your parent is also my child if I can work with you I can work with your parent just because they're older than you does not make them less of my child right so look at them the way I look at you and let me do a work and it's like what like what like literally the very things that we run from the Lord brings us right back brings them right back into our face but in the in the kindest way possible like he's not rude about it but he he humbles you and you just, <laughs> like literally literally I mean like for me just hearing I resonate so much with your story um from a from a perspective of um feeling like I needed to run away from where I was because I felt like it was destroying my life it's like I grew up in Kentucky but if you asked me as a kid if I liked Kentucky I would tell you like I hated it it's the worst place ever like and I couldn't explain to people why but a lot of it was abuse it was you know emotional mental fit like all the types of kinds of abuse that I was experiencing and I equated all that to Kentucky and then I equated it to how my parents weren't protecting me and I equated it to all these things and then the further I ran from Kentucky the more God kept trying to call me back and I'm like I'm not going back there you know, like you don't go back there, but God like puts you in that space to like take what hurt you and empower you to teach people how to move forward and use the lessons that they learn from that hurt and that pain to become their best selves or at least be able to empathize with those that hurt them because broken people hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. We break each other like it's just our nature as as human beings. And if we can't humble ourselves to see that and to empathize with the idea that hurt people will pass that on until they're healed. We hold on to a resentment that just makes us sick inside anyway. So it's like, oh, girl, your your story, man, it's so it's so rich and it's you can you have the emotion is still there because it's still so raw but like I'm just sitting in all that you said and I I love how humbled you are by the full experience and being open to seeing the mom that 
God's always seen her to be right. Like he's like, look through the, look through the mud and through the grossness, you know, like all that, all that filth, like you got to pierce through that because there's something in there that's beautiful. Cause I don't make anything ugly, right? Like God makes all things beautiful. And if you can't, you got to really dig. like dig. Like some people you got to, you know, you got to go far. For some, right? So some people, we, we out here digging to the center of the earth. We going to get there though. You know, there's something in there and knowing that God sees that very like far far point in them is like yeah I, but I made that way back there and that's what I'm working on and if you're with me that's what I want you to help cultivate and bring out exactly exactly like, God why do I have to help cultivate it and bring it out <laughs> I don't know, okay but the Lord the Lord has really equipped me to do so mm. yeah I can truly say that um, with my mom's um, condition, she toggles between um, two um, spectrums. Um, one is manic, um, manic episodes to this person is doing everything, very, very manic state. And then you have the depressive state um, as well, which is very sunken, very low. And they toggle between these every day. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes a lot throughout the day. And it may be crying spells. Yeah. I'm grateful that my mom's taking her medication now um, before she wasn't. Um, and that was very hard. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's hard when you have to, because you you have to constantly encourage them. Yeah. And that can be draining. Mm. It can be draining to constantly encourage or pour in. But God gives me the grace to do it because he's like, I see that part right there. Yep part I want to get to and that's the part I need you to continue to nurture even though even though you need to be nurtured even though you need to be poured into and that's why how I've just learned um I worship God a lot in my room and it's gotten so much bigger than what I've ever expected like I would have my time to where I pray or I talk to God but I would try and be quiet or try and keep it down because I'm still at home or but as my relationship with God has grown, listen, my mom and dad, I'm going to my room about to worship. They know mu- worship music is loud. I'm in my room loud talking to God. I'm probably, and I'm not, I'm not really a shouter, but lately I've been shouting mm. in my room. The Lord will come in here in a mighty way and I'm, I'm wrecked. I'm done. Like I'm shouting. The Lord is touching. He's moving me and I'm grateful for that but God has to pour into me to be able to do that for my mom so I have to take the time out to spend adequate time with God because no one else we look for other people to pour into us and other people to encourage us and all of that no sit at the feet of Jesus and get what he got for you he will do that he will minister to you he will give you a word for the day like um and even just give me so direction and so much guidance for my family that I praise him for like Oh, I, I, I know I cannot share it all, but God has given me so much instruction for my family through dreams. Um, you know, what we need to do or what needs to be changed. Like um, my mom was, t- but like you said, with Moses intercede, interceding, the Lord has definitely called me on so many times to intercede on my mom's behalf. The same person who hurt me, the same person who kicked me out, 
Um, and I had to live with my sister for a while um, because my mom wasn't in her right mind and she thought that I was trying to do something to her. Kicked me out. I was so hurt, so broken, sent me all of these nasty messages calling me every single thing out the book. I was so hurt, but now, God, you're still calling me the same one. I mean, I remember coming home, my room was trashed. Mm. I mean, stuff broken clothes. My room was trashed. I felt like crap having to pick up. I was like, you do this to people who you don't respect, who you don't value. My, I remember being so hurt and I was like, I, I started putting my clothes um, in bags. And my dad was like, Alexis, unpack your things. I'm like, no, I'm never going to give nobody the opportunity to do this to me again, <laughs> to make me feel like this again. So I'm keeping all my stuff packed up. And even that was a step to finally put my clothes back up in my closet. Mm. Even that was a step. Like, it's not, it's just so many things, but I'm grateful because the Lord has allowed me to intercede for my mom. Like, be talking to me about my mom in dreams and showing me different things. Like, and I get to declare the word of the Lord to my family. And I, I praise God for, I'm thankful to be in a position to where God can speak to me about it, even though I've been, hurt by it i'm grateful um you know i had a dream to where my mom had died in a dream and my mom had been talking for the longest that she's been feeling over medicated um and we we weren't listening because there's been a season two where my mom wasn't taking her medicine at all and was lying about it so the distrust was there but my mom kept saying it and then i had a dream that my mom was dying or died in my arms in a hospital and the lord was just talking to me as i got up like your mom is being over medicated she's telling the truth and i remember getting up uh, that day and i remember talking to my dad um, i'm like dad we have to slow down on the medicine and my dad is like no, like, that's the only thing that's keeping her sane. That's the only thing that's keeping... I said, Dad, we have to. I had a dream about Mom. God is talking to me. But even, even in those times where the Lord has used me to intercede to where now my mom's medicine, now we are, her medicine is lower. We don't make her take it every day anymore. And I'm so grateful for that, to have any part of that. Because now she gets to take it three days, three days a week. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. No, three times out the week and not each and every day. And so I'm so grateful for that. Like, that's a that's a big victory. Mm. It's really a big victory. It may seem small to everybody else, but it's such a big victory because my mom being on the medication every day, she didn't look like herself, very drowsy, like very, um, um, you know, how people look like when they're just over medicated. They don't even look like they're there. They're very spaced out. Mm. Um, but now my mom is walking in the hallways and oh hallelujah she's walking I see her get up in the morning today she got up and read some of her affirmations mm. I give God praise for every single first step that he's doing in my life every single first step that I'm still in this house to witness I wanted to move out so bad because I didn't want to deal with it no more because it was too much because it was too overwhelming because I never felt any peace I wanted to move out so bad mm. so 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 bad but I 
but I praise God to be able to be here, to be able to see the glory of God. This is nothing short of a miracle. What my mom is able to do, and how was, but God privileged me enough to still be able to be home to see it. All I had to do was change my perspective about being home. I want you to see the miracle I'm about to do. I want you to witness it. Almost like how God was talking to Lazarus, like, hey, this is not unto death, but this is unto the glory of God. When Lazarus died, this is unto the glory of God. And so now I get to see each and every day the miracle that the Lord is moving before my eyes all the prayers that I've prayed years and years praying and travailing for my mom for her to be healed and now he's like I'm gonna still have you here to watch it and I'm grateful each and every day I get to hug up my mom and love on her uh, and my father my parents are both still married so uh, just 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 even just be able to say that my dad has undergone a lot as well just to see my dad still be faithful, mm. still stay, still be a man of God. Because yeah. anybody else going to listen, you got to go. Okay? Period. And, and if, if But I look at how the Lord has entrusted us with my mother. Um, because most people who have a condition or an ailment or if they have cerebral palsy or any type of handicap, people will make money off of them. People will make bank off of them and spend that money or and they'll shun them and, or they'll act like they don't matter. They'll treat them like crap or they'll put them in the institution and leave them there and not try to fight and get them out. It's but the Lord has entrusted us. I, I truly believe that to do right by her, even though this person has not always done right by us, but to still do right by her and to, to, to see her out. You know, she's it's been a year that she has not. Um been back in a mental institution and this has been the longest that she hasn't been back normally she was going about two to three times a, a year um i'm 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 overwhelmingly grateful candace for every single first step that the lord is allowing me to witness um as he allows me to walk um in ministry um, I never, I never thought I would either teach or preach any of those things. Um, but seeing that as well, because that same fear tormented me, that same doubt, all of those different things that I struggled with. It's almost like the Lord was bringing them back and like, no, we st we're going to heal them. We're going to heal them as you go forth. I still want you to go forth and I'm still calling you. I doubted my call to ministry for a long time. Um, and what ministry would look like for me and what the Lord wanted me to do. I was scared of it. I was very, very much so scared of it. Um, but watching where the Lord has me now and to be able to talk about the Lord, the gospel, the good news, and to be able to share it after all that I've gone through. Every single day I wake up is a first step. Mm. If I'm honest, every single day I wake up is a first step. To hear the rest of this episode, tune in next week here on First Basso.